Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Saturday, February 17th, presented by Boston M. Pink, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith. No Zach Urban today. Was going to join us even though he was out of town, but forgot his laptop. No way to get on stream, unfortunately. Uh, he was pretty pissed off about it, but that's all right. We'll get him back next Saturday. Uh, he's at a ball hockey tournament, by the way, so in Victoria, B.C. So we wish him well. Hopefully he brings home first place, brings home the gold, so to speak. We hope to bring home the gold here on this show with yeah. the Saturday card. It's a huge slate. We have... Four, and I didn't even realize this till like 20 minutes ago. I didn't realize that all these uh, apps, some of these afternoon games were nationally televised. But yeah, ABC, with the lack of NBA, obviously this weekend, with it being All Star weekend for them, went um, all in on hockey this weekend. There's three ABC nationally televised games today Kings, Bruins, Oilers, Stars this afternoon. And then, of course, the first of the two outdoor games at MetLife Stadium with the Flyers and Devils tonight, and then the Rangers-Islanders outdoor game at MetLife Stadium tomorrow afternoon. So four ABC games this weekend. So it's good for the league. It's good for the sport yeah. to have all that national TV coverage. I'm already seeing P.K. Subban talking a mile a minute, so you know you know it's an ABC game <laughs> when you see that. That guy's just a ball of energy, man. Wow. Uh, it's, he doesn't need caffeine to get going and get the energy yeah. level up. Uh, when he's uh, on the air. But uh, let's briefly talk about last night, um, just simply because, look, for a game I didn't love, I ended up with a, three or four bets on it, and it ended up going very well. Carolina puck line, best bet, uh, ends up winning Carolina first period team total. I said over one plus 110 with the first period team total on Carolina. I thought they could jump on a struggling Karel Vimelka and the Coyotes early. They did that. The team total for the game caches as well as they get five goals. It goes over three and a half. Uh, and another bargain bin special hits with Jordan Martinuk. And we only have to wait 16 seconds into the game to cash that one at plus 490. Uh, we like the spot. He's been playing well on that line, facing one of his old teams, the Arizona Coyotes, uh, and it absolutely worked out perfectly. So 5-1 Carolina. Spectacular game all around. Really, really good game for Kochekov. I want him to be talked about because in a 5-1 game, it's going to look like, wow, Carolina just dominated. There were portions of that game when Arizona was really taking it to Carolina, and Pyotr Kochekov had to be good and really good in several moments during that game, and he was. Uh, he continues to see seemingly get better, better and better with each start, which is why now we hear that Ront is closing in on maybe coming back soon. Apparently, Fred, Freddie Anderson is skating again. And now the um, worries, for me at least, uh, with this team are, you know, we put Kochekov back on the bench again, which I hope doesn't happen because I think this is the guy you need to go with moving forward for Carolina. But it was a great game for them all around. They got multiple contributions. Nature stepped up at a good game. Uh, Martin Nuke scores. Uh, Bunting. Uh, again, continues his recent play, so a uh, strong play, so a very good win overall for Carolina. And the struggles continue, Alex, for Arizona. That's now eight straight losses for the Desert Dogs. 
Yeah, we're starting to see this team finally kind of regress into the form that we were expecting at the beginning of the year. And, and a lot of it's predicated on, like I said, Karel Vomelka, who had seemed like a guy who could, it, at, at his best, could be a reliable 1A option. And then you figured with Connor Ingram having such a, a, a great emergence this season that maybe this team could hold the float. And that's why we saw them kind of pressing toward the middle of the road in the central. But now, you know, the offense has dried up. Uh, we haven't heard Logan Cooley's name in quite some time, the way that we had at the beginning of the year. Uh, Michelli, there was a couple of guys, Carcone. Those guys have kind of, you know, uh, cooled off a bit, and the team has gone right down the tank with them. So, uh, you know, this is what we're kind of expecting from Arizona moving forward. Like we said, great win for Carolina. And, yes, a great win for Piotr Kachekov, who needs to be the number one goalie with this team, regardless if Ronta's healthy, regardless if Anderson's healthy. If those guys are fine, good. There's other teams that need goaltending. Move them and fill up some other holes. But do not rock with Kochekov right now. You put him back in the AHL or back on the bench or start this three-goalie rotation thing, this team, all the momentum they have right now will probably start rolling back. And before you know it, this team will be fighting for their wild-card lives uh, rather than trying to get into a good, solid position in the Metro in that top three. So, I think a uh, good win for them, and, and and this needs to be a sign to that front office. Hey, don't rock the apple cart right now. Go with Kachekov, get this offense and defense rolling, and, and continue to move forward. Don't roll back with the two old goalies you shouldn't have signed in the first place uh, in the offseason. Yeah, keep them in the nursing home, all right? Uh, yeah, it, I, I agree. It's time to go with uh, Piotr Kochekov right now. Uh, don't let them get any fresh air. Keep them in that old dingy nursing home, as we say. Yeah, keep them there. Uh, I think it's Piotr Kochekov. Uh, time honestly moving forward because I'll be uh, look Freddie Anderson can be good can be really good at times but we have not seen really good consistency out of Freddie Anderson in a long time I think it is time to roll with uh Kochetkov moving forward and for us it's time to roll with the Saturday NHL card we've got the first game coming up in about 20 minutes from now uh the first of a triple header today on ABC the Los Angeles Kings and the Boston Bruins believe we got Bobby with shoes and, and Ryan Callahan. Callahan Auto Parts calling this game for the network. Uh, Boston minus 160, home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. This game's not much to me uh, as far as uh, anything. You know, sides told, I have a small bet on the draw here. That's about it. Uh, I could see maybe this one going to OT just because, you know, I think it's going to be one of those cagey affairs here early uh, in the day. Although, it depends on what David Riddick shows up. Is it David Riddick of the Edmonton game last Saturday where he shuts out the Oilers or the David Riddick the other night where they beat New Jersey uh, two to one? Or is it Big Civ Dave when he was in net against Buffalo and they got bombed seven to nothing? So really all depends on that. But uh, David Riddick is in net confirmed. And uh, it took just until like it was basically 15 minutes ago when the confirmation was made that David Riddick would be the goaltender today. So as a result, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for some saves props. And I finally have them 25 and a half saves for David Riddick over 25 and a half saves minus 120. We talked about this with Decord. We talked about in the Seattle game against Boston. Jimmy Murphy, who joined us late yesterday, talked about it saying, Boston, Jim Montgomery said to this team a couple games ago, up the shot volume, throw pucks at the net. And man, we have seen it play out that way. Boston with way over 30 plus shots on goal in their last two games. So I think to get David Riddick over 25 and a half saves is a really good look. Jimmy Murphy said that was a, something he would be betting in this game. Uh, which And he said that 
clear as day yesterday, Alex, that take the opposition goaltender right now over saves against the Boston Bruins because the Bruins are making a concerted effort to shoot the puck a lot more. So those are the only two bets. Draw and Riddick over 25 and a half saves for me. Uh, Alex, what do you like here? Kings Bruins. Yeah, I got nothing. I, I would like the draw and maybe the first period over a little more if this was a night game. And I'm glad, obviously, they have an early start, like this with the triple header. But yeah, this these two teams are are in such weird spots, especially the Kings. I know you said you weren't touching the Kings side for a while at all, period. But uh, I just I just kind of would like this game to be at night. I think there's a little bit of an edge with Boston playing this early, uh, but but LA has to you know start taking the fight to teams early in game. So this is uh, one I'll be watching. I have it on the TV by me. Might look for a first period over in game if this thing gets up to about you know one thirty one forty. We go about three minutes, four minutes scoreless. I might grab something small with that, but uh, yeah, it's not not one of my favorite spots on the card today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it could be a low event game. That is a concern when you're talking these two teams. And LA really clamped down defensively against New Jersey. I think they knew, hey. We're not going to win giving up seven goals. We can't do that. That's not our. That's not the way we're successful. And sure enough, it was a very tight, low-scoring affair against New Jersey. Probably kind of is that way here, although um, Boston games are weird in these afternoon games. I've seen some 4-3 games with them in the afternoon. I've seen some 2-0, 2-1, games. So the total's dicey for me. I'm just staying totally away from it. And as I said with the Kings, I'm staying away from a side Money line side. I, mean, I am on the draw here, but I'm staying away from the money line side with this team right now. I'm just letting them go about their business. Keep me out of it, you know, from a betting standpoint right now uh, with this uh, Kings team. But I'm not laying a price with Boston either because, look, Boston's not playing their best hockey right now. There's a little bit of a – things are a little out of whack, out of sync right now for Boston. And they're not the team I'm comfortable with laying minus 160 uh, at this point in time. All right, Ottawa, Chicago. We've got the Senators minus one ninety road favorites, six and a half. The total is another afternoon game. This is one. This one's at three p.m. Eastern this afternoon. This is not the ABC game, by the way. It's at the same time, but it's not nationally televised. And uh, yeah, that's the good call. Ottawa, hmm, Ottawa, <laughs> Chicago, Edmonton, Edmonton Dallas, Dallas at the same time. Hmm. <laughs> Which one would be the better one to put coast to coast? Yeah. Yeah, you'd be a complete moron to think otherwise if you're ABC. So at least they got that one right. Um. Look, I still think there's going to be residual value with Bedard back to maybe look at Chicago in spots. But the thing I don't like here is Ottawa just laid an egg against Anaheim, you know, at home the other night. And you got to think Ottawa's coming to play here, looking to bounce back strong uh, after that dud uh, on home ice on Thursday night against the Anaheim Ducks. So um, this is one from a side perspective I really don't want to do much with. I do think this could be sneaky as far as goals are concerned. Now, I get it that uh, Chicago has not been you know, an over team for a long, long time. And even in the first game with Bedard back, it still stayed under the total 4-1 Pittsburgh uh, the other night. But I think if anything, look, the chemistry will be better. A game under his belt now for CB98. He'll be a little more comfortable out there. I think the offensive fluidity, you know, might be a little bit stronger, a little bit more uh, cohesion at that end of the ice now with him back for a game. Uh, and when you look at Ottawa, we just saw them give up a five spot at home to the Anaheim Ducks. It's not like night to night, even with some improvements gradually, incrementally defensively under Jacques Martin. They're they're not a shutdown team by any stretch of the imagination. They're trying to get better, but still a work in progress. Uh, we don't have goalies confirmed, by the way, for this game. Uh, by the way, all marks in net for Boston in the first game. Corpusalo and Morozic are expected uh, in this game, but nothing uh, confirmed as of yet. 
Uh, for me, it's just a, a neither bet's big a big one. They're smaller bets, but I did a little first period full game over split here uh, in this game. Uh, over one and a half minus one thirty, over six at minus one twenty at Pinnacle. Shop around because only a couple books have six, but I was able to find over six minus one twenty at Pinnacle. That's it for me. I do think uh, Ottawa presses the issue after a bad game against Anaheim. Able to find the back of the net a little bit. And like I said, after that wave of unders and unable to score goals and put a puck in the ocean for this Blackhawks team, you know, I do think eventually a positive offensive regression is going to start hitting this Chicago team and probably a better chance of them finding that offense this afternoon against an Ottawa team that, look, Pittsburgh's got their flaws, but Pittsburgh is still, I think, defensively a little bit better uh, than and sturdier than Ottawa is. So, uh, yeah, first period and full game over split for me, Alex, Senators, Hawks. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting game. Two o'clock start, which is kind of odd. This is something new that they've been doing this season. They, they're they making their kids' day games on Saturday afternoons. Now they call it the best day ever or something like that. So uh, that explains the kind of odd start. And like I said, yeah, with Bedard back in the lineup, I know everybody's just expecting him to just automatically supercharge his offense. And, yes, he, get, he did think, get things rolling. He got the assist on that Kershaw goal, thankfully. Uh, somebody who cashed with that. But, you know, it's still going to take time to gel. Just think about the, the beginning of the year. Everybody thought he was going to score the first game uh, against Pittsburgh. I, I said it in July. I'm like, this guy's not going to get his first goal in his first NHL game. The, the, everybody wants the fairy tale, the story tale start. That's not always how it works. It takes time. And, and here's a spot where the Hawks get a team in Ottawa that has been, like I said, laid nag in the last game, haven't been playing that well. And this has been a house of horrors for the, the Sens in recent years, the United Center. They have lost 10 straight meetings against the Hawks. But even when you look back at the last three games that were at the UC, 5-0 last March, 5-1 uh, in November 21. And then you go all the way back to 2019. I do remember that game, 8-7, where you had nine goals scored in the first period uh, at, at the absolute height of the first period overturn. This should be an interesting kind of a battle. I like Bedard to get the first goal. At plus fourteen hundred, I'm giving it out now because it's not it's an early start, so it's not going to be my official bargain bin play. But I mean, obviously, it's a bargain bin price fourteen to one. I also do like the first period over full game overs, but I'm going to wait and grab those in game. I'd like to get at least laying a dollar ten, maybe a five and a half, or, or or something closer to a plus price with a six and a half, a higher plus price rather with a six and a half. So overlooks, but I'm going to grab them in game. And I did sprinkle a little bit on the draw at plus three fifty. Not my favorite draw look, but this is kind of a weird start time, weird game. And if we're expecting goals, there's no reason why this couldn't be 3-3 three, three or 4-4 four, four after 60 minutes. No doubt. So, yeah, I mean, Chicago 10-0 and in the last 10 meetings against Ottawa. It's pretty crazy that they've had that kind of dominance against them. If if you if you had given me Ottawa taking care of business, as I think many of us thought they would against Anaheim, and they won 5-1 against Anaheim as opposed to you know, the the opposite of that, I'd probably yeah. be taking Chicago at this price. I, I definitely would be. Uh, and I probably still lean that way. But, you know, Ottawa just had such a bad game against Anaheim. They're not going to they're not going to they're not going to go through the motions here. That's that's just my uh, thought. I also got to give some credit to Jackson yeah. Stauber, who should be the backup goalie for uh, Chicago. Unfortunately, he's in Rockford. But what he did do last night was uh, post a shutout and score a goal. For the Ice Hawks, so that makes him uh, more prolific of a scorer than half of this Blackhawks team has been for the last month. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so yeah, I I do lean. Uh, look, 
I do lean Chicago. If I'm betting a side, it's that, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to look to the, like I say, small bets on that first period over, full game over here in this game. As far as the props, I like what Alex said with Kurashev. Makes sense to me. Maybe Mr. Pinto again for uh, Ottawa, who's now on the top power play unit as well. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Jacques Martin has given him a lot more uh, leeway and a lot more ice time, and that's a sign of him being very impressed with what he's seen from Parley Pinto. Uh, here since he's been back in the uh, lineup for the uh, Ottawa Senators. All right, Edmonton Oilers and Dallas Stars. This is your second ABC game this afternoon, coast to coast. It's a hell of a game. I can't wait. I'm excited to see it. Uh, We've got the Stars minus 125 home favorites, uh, six and a half the total here in this one. I've been saying it all week on the Ice Guys show. Defensive regression is going to hit this Oilers team. You know, you're not going to continue to surrender two goals or less in every freaking game that you play. It's just not possible in this league. You're not going to keep that. That's not sustainable. That kind of defensive play is not sustainable. And sure enough, what have we seen from Edmonton the last two games? Given up four goals to Detroit, given up six goals and a loss to the St. Louis Blues uh, the other night. Um, and you're, you're seeing it now. And another thing, too, is the losses are starting to mount. Not you know, at an alarming rate, but they, they lose obviously to Vegas snapping the streak. They lose to LA last weekend. They do beat Detroit and then they lose again to St. Louis. So I think now that they've lost a couple, you know, it's almost like, you know, with well, the streaks over now and you just haven't seen them just locked into the details of the game defensively and the structure of the team defensively be nearly as sharp and on point you know, as it was during that 16-game win streak that they had. It better be on point today because the Dallas Stars are a red-hot offensive team right now. Uh, they are getting uh, offensive contributions from pretty much everyone, especially in the top three forward group, uh, top three lines for this Stars team. Uh, it's been impressive. Uh, they get obviously put up a nine spot. Uh, against Nashville, uh, the mom strip. We were all on the Dallas Stars in that game. We love Dallas in that spot. 9-2, they absolutely lay a beat down on the Nashville Predators. They beat a very good Carolina team, 4-2 at home earlier this week. Uh, they are now 7-1 and in their last eight games. The only loss was a one-goal defeat to Toronto on the second night of a back-to-back, I might add, as well. So it wasn't really all that great of a spot either uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars. So uh, that's it. They've been very good. Um, what I have done here is, look, I, I, I continue to think Edmonton is going to sh- show a few holes defensively now as we continue to go on. Like they, Suddenly, they've given up 14 goals in the last three games combined, 6-4-4 four, and four in the last three games. So what I like here, and there's quite a few things I like, smallest bet for me of the bunch. Let's start with the smallest, and we'll go to the one I like most. Smallest one for me is Dallas Moneyline, minus 120. Next in line is Dallas Team Total. Uh, over three and a half here because remember we cashed a ticket with team total against Edmonton the other night uh, with St. Louis Dallas team total over three and a half is around even money uh, and then we go even one step further because I do think Edmonton's bringing the, a good effort and they, they're going to want to after a you know a, one of their worst games in a while against St. Louis I like uh, over one and a half first period now you could argue wait for a better price live because it's minus 160 with that right now I also like both teams to score first period plus 140 uh, here in this game and also the six and a half over uh, with the Oilers and the Stars as well. I believe it's going to be a Jake Ottinger and uh, Calvin Pickard uh, matchup. It's definitely going to be Cal Pickard 
uh, in net for the Edmonton Oilers as they're giving Skin Skinner uh, a bit of a break today. And Jake Ottinger's expected here for uh, the Dallas Stars. Jake Ottinger's great. That is the biggest fear I have with all the overs is Ottinger's playing probably some of his best hockey of the season right now. But he's also going to meet up against an Edmonton team that we know is as potent as it gets. And that's been a big part of the success they've had the last 21 games is that they've gotten not only McDavid and Dreisaitl and Hyman doing their thing, Nugent Hopkins is stepping up. Kane is stepping up. McLeod and Fogel have stepped up. Holloway is chipping in. You know, it's just a lot that you got to do. Bouchard from the back end. There's just a lot you got to deal with on this Oilers team. So there's going to be a challenge for Ottinger. He's clearly could be up for it because he's playing well right now. But I, do, I don't think he's shutting down Edmonton totally. Uh, here in this game, especially with the Oilers off a loss. So uh, that's the approach here. Dallas money line, Dallas team total over F first period over first period, both teams to score full game over here. And it's really the last three that I like uh, in this. And if I were to bet anything on Dallas, like I say, I've got a little more on the team total with Dallas than I do on the money line. Whew. There we go. Got to catch my breath after saying that. <laughs> Alex, what do you think yeah. here? Hell of a game. I'm glad it's on ABC. It could be something special. Hopefully it lives up. Edmonton, Dallas. Yeah, it's definitely the marquee game of, of the afternoon slate for sure. And uh, I like Dallas here. I grabbed them. Money line minus twenty this morning. I do like the first period over. I like the first period over a little bit more than the full game. And I am going to wait and grab that in game. I'm not going to lay 160. I'm trying to get that down to about 130 or 125 with that. I also like both teams to score. I was able to get plus 130. The shop around, like I said, there's plus 140s around. I think I think FanDuel and DraftKings have 140s for that first period. Both teams to score. Uh, like I say, yeah, Edmonton, though, the regression's just been happening a little bit, and it's natural. It's not saying that they're falling off a cliff. They're not, you know, back to where they were in October. They're just having, you know, natural regression here where Dallas, who had been struggling, we saw Andre get hurt. We saw this team kind of, you know, floundering around a bit before the All-Star break. It seems like they now finally had the little rest they needed. Ottinger's healthy and in a, in a good groove right now, and that's dangerous. And, and when you have Dallas firing on all cylinders, $1.20, is a tad bit too cheap, especially at home, and especially in the early start where they're used to playing at these 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock games. I think they've had about four or five of these this season. Edmonton not so well-versed in playing day games, at least in this this season and in, in the last year. They don't have as many uh, slated as Dallas has had so far this year. So those edges to get combined with how the form is looking – Give me Dallas on the money line. I'll take a shot with a team total over three and a half as well. First period, both teams to score pregame and first period over in game. There we go. Uh, liking it. So we line up on a lot of things. Alex holding off on a couple of those for a live look. Uh, no question about that. Uh, yeah, uh, as far as props go, I mean, this is what I like your Wyatt Johnston, Myron, uh, in our chat. Uh, Myron Kidd here, uh, plus 600, that is. And you know Wyatt Johnston's been a go-to for me. That's great value. I don't mind that one bit. Um, Duchesne had a hell of a game against his old team. Sagan, Marchment, those are the guys usually we uh, target on the uh, Dallas side of the equation. Uh, Evan Bouchard continues to chip in offense from the blue line. Vander Kane's been very good uh, lately uh, for the Edmonton Oilers as well. But uh, someone mentioned it in the chat already. He finally got his first goal as an Oiler the other night. Corey Perry, Chris Knobloch has moved him up the lineup as well. He's got Corey Perry playing with Leon now uh, on that uh, second line currently uh, with actually the, it looks like Perry, McDavid and Dreisaitl might be the uh, top line tonight for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. And uh, Corey Perry is a guy that um, Chris Knobloch said he can open up space for Leon and Connor. And he thinks that line could really have some great chemistry. So this is one of those just golden Ian Cameron 
player prop angles that he looks for during the course of a season. Someone moving up the lineup and it's not accounted for. Plus 500 at Patano. Are you kidding me? Top line with the two best players on the team, McDavid and Dreisaitl. Uh, you could get plus 500 with Corey Perry. Hopefully he's Scorey Perry this afternoon. Uh, plus 400 at Bet Rivers. Plus 400 at PointsBet. 390 at DraftKings. 360 at FanDuel. Uh, only 290 at BetMGM. Are they onto it that he's on the top line there at BetMGM and everyone else is sleeping? That's why you got to have multiple books. Uh, it's very important. So maybe they know that he's up, moved up to the top line. Batano has zero clue, clearly, because they got plus 500 on Corey Perry to score this afternoon. Well, and here's the beauty of having, of course, multiple outs. But, you know, yep. BetMGM, of course, is a sponsor with the NHL. So if anybody's yep. plugged in the, to having line moves, it's going to be the books that are affiliated with them. Betano, most people haven't even heard of Betano because they're an uh, uh, Ontario book. I they guarantee you, the people that, that have only heard, that have heard of it know me or hear me. That's it. Right, right. So, so yeah. So that that's the beauty of, uh, of and you're in a spot where you have a lot of just books that are only available in that province. You can, you know, probably scatter out. You probably have to keep your limits low with them because if you start hitting these, they might, you know, limit the shit out of you or just cut you off altogether. But that's the beauty of having some of these kind of smaller, if you will, books. In a, in a province like Ontario, you can chip in and find some of those plays a little bit better and some be- way better prices than you can at, at your traditional shops. Yeah. You know, I swear that uh, people hammer these bets that we recommend on this show during the show right after we say them because I'm seeing Dallas money come in. I'm seeing the team total juice change. I'm seeing the over go up to minus 150. I mean, what's hey, going on here? Listen, we appreciate it. So. <laughs> I think so. I mean, I've, this is every day I'm noticing this. It is. Too. I know. I see, I see it too. I see it yeah, I see it too. It's like uh, pretty crazy. We're moving the market. All right. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Detroit and Calgary. This is another afternoon affair. Uh, we've got the Flames minus 145. Home favorite, six and a half. The total in this game. One of the rants of all time from John Massey on the BetCast about Calgary. Just oh, when they suck in, suck you in and get you excited, you're back in the playoff mix. You had a great road trip. You're back home against San Jose. You're up one nothing after the first period. <laughs> and then they spit in the fan fa- fans' faces, he said. Uh, and they have a horrible last two periods against the Sharks, uh, and they end up losing to San Jose at home the other night. Now, in theory, it's a bounce-back spot for Calgary. Ryan Huska and a lot of the players were disgusted after the game with the way they finished that game. I think it probably is a good spot to for Calgary to bounce back, but I'm not going to lay minus 145 with them, but I'm not on Detroit either. Detroit's had a tough start to the road trip here in Western Canada, losses to the Oilers and the Canucks to start the road trip, and they've got James Reimer in net and to say it's been a struggle for him this season would be an understatement. It has not been a great year for Reimer, but with Billy Huso out, uh, they need to give Alex Lyon a rest. He's starting to look like he needs one Lyon. He's played a lot of hockey, uh, but it has not been a great season for Reimer. 3.22 goals against average, 894 save percentage for James Reimer this season. We haven't seen him really start in a game uh, in quite some time either. Uh, this is only going to be his second start in the year 2024 since January 1st. Uh, And again, most of his starts in December, he was given up five goals, six goals. So again, it's been a rough season for Reimer. It's another one, much like Ottawa, Chicago, much like Edmonton, Dallas. uh, My targets here are first period full game over uh, in this game. You could even sprinkle first uh, period, both teams to score as well, which is plus 154 uh, at FanDuel. That's really it. Nothing on the side. First period over, first period BTTS. And uh, a little over six and a half here as well. I mean, when I see Detroit, I think overs. And certainly when I see James Reimer in net, 
uh, I yeah. think, overs. The only concern about this is you know you're going to see Jacob Markstrom back in net after they gave him a rest. They went with Dustin Wolf against San Jose. He's been awesome. It's the biggest fear I have with this these overs is that he could shut the door completely because he has been in some of playing some of his best hockey Markstrom in between the pipes in a long, long time. So that could, you know, stick a, a cork in some of these overs that I'm uh, interested in in this game, but I'm going with it regardless. Uh, what do you think here in this one, Alex? Red Wings, Flames. Yeah, so I just, I just, bet, I just bet the first period over one and a half. I laid the dollar thirty-five, and I'm going to wait and grab full game. Now I'm going to try and look for that at a five or or higher plus pricing game. Uh, it just just kind of grabbing that first period over early just in case there is a goal early in the contest and I'm not able to grab a, a adjusted for the full over. Six and a half is a little bit steep at, at a plus money. I don't like it as much as, say, with some of the other games. I, I do see goals here, but I think we can see goals early. And like you mentioned, Jacob Markstrom getting the start in that. That could cause for some concern in, as far as the full game over goes. Now, I trust in Calgary getting some goals against James Reimer and Detroit. We know Detroit can can push back. So I might end up sprinkling on the draw here as well. Uh, this isn't one of my favorite games throughout this this kind of a, the early slate. But uh, like I said, I'm not really crazy about a side. Could look at an overtime. Definitely liking goals early. So both teams to score first period is something else I'll have as well. That plus 154, that's a decent price for that. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I think Detroit's going to bring a good effort. It's just, do I trust them to win with Jimmy Reimer in that? That's the question. But yeah, the, the, you know, yeah. yeah, that's that's going to be the question. I mean, I'm I'm not laying it with Calgary. I, this is another one when I don't when I don't want to lay it with the favorite. That's automatically for me. If you pressed me up against the wall and forced me to bet something, that's always dog or pass for me. When I'm not comfortable laying it with the favorite, so it would be Detroit or pass for me. But uh, like I said, I just um. Not a big fan of what I've seen out of Reimer this year. And really, Detroit defensively, the penalty kills struggled. And really, when the power play gets shut down, you know, their five-on-five five has been kind of inconsistent uh, of late. Look at the Vancouver game. Power play had a million chances, couldn't convert, and that ended up being the difference uh, in that game. As far as props go for uh, this Detroit-Calgary game, uh, there are a few of interest uh, here for me. Uh, you know, you talk about uh, Lucas Raymond starting to get going. Comfer's actually been very good uh, lately for the uh, Red Wings. On the Calgary side, it looks like you're going to have Huberto, Sharon Govich, and Kuzmenko still together on the uh, top line right now for the uh, Calgary Flames uh, going into this game. Kuzmenko obviously has been uh, very solid. Zary's been good. So those would be the ones I would be uh, targeting there on Calgary's side of the equation. All right, Battle of Florida next up. Panthers and Lightning is another really good game this afternoon. Uh, Florida minus 120 road favorite, six and a half the total uh, here in this one. Uh, the big news, I guess, is Aaron Ekblad's out. You know, he already announced that he will miss this game for the uh, Florida Panthers uh, with a lower body injury. Day to day, though, it's not anything significant, but they figure, you know what, he's been playing through it. We need to give him a little bit of a break here. And it's going to be a significant absence. He's been playing really well of late. I think he scored a goal the other night. Josh Mahura is the guy that's going to draw into the lineup. Keep in mind, this guy played a lot last year for Florida, including during the playoffs. So uh, more than capable. So it's going to be uh, Mahura with Kulikov, Montour with Mikola, Forsling with Ekman Larson uh, for the uh, uh, Florida Panthers here uh, in this game. Uh, Tampa Bay, on the other hand, uh, great win for them against Colorado. And uh, we've talked about this with the Lightning all year. They've had issues with their performance level on the road. We cannot say that about them at home. 18-5-3 for this Tampa Bay Lightning team at home. Something's got to give here. You've got one of the best home teams in the NHL playing the best road team 
uh, in the NHL, that being the Florida Panthers. So something's got to give here uh, in this one. My opinion remains firm here with Florida. I will not bet against this team right now. Not going to happen. But I do have a little bit of uh, concerns about the particular spot here. It's three and four, you know, for this Panthers team. That's a little concerning. Tampa's lost three straight to Florida. And I know they've got this game circled. I know that they, and they know that Florida's kind of had their number, you know, the last few regular season meetings. And Florida's beaten them back-to-back times here at Amelie uh, Arena as well. That's something to keep in mind. So I know Tampa's probably going to bring it here today uh, against Florida. And the Ekblad absence is significant for the Panthers. So this is one of those deals where it's Florida or pass for me, but I'm not giddy about the Panthers as I've been in some recent spots and recent games involving them. Um, I actually did sprinkle on the both teams to score in the first period uh, in this game. I don't love over in this game, uh, first period or full game, but I do think both teams to score has some value because I think I got a pretty good price with that. These are two capable teams. Florida can shut it down. Tampa's even capable when they're on their game of shutting it down with a lead. But you got these two teams in a game that I think is going to be full of passion, maybe a few penalties early because there's going to be that vitriol, that animosity. You can get a plus 170 for both teams to score in the first period in this game. I thought that's too good of a price to pass up. So I am on that. First period, both teams to score. Uh, that's about it. Maybe a sprinkle on the draw as well. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Panthers, Lightning. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I like that first period, both teams to score. And I would be targeting a first period over in-game. Like I said, I want to see the pace first. I want to see. We know how trippy the Battle of Florida can be. And you, you mentioned it about how Florida has won three straight in this building. Uh, you know, keep in mind that, that Florida's been playing good all year. Tampa Bay started off a little bit sluggish. They didn't have Vasilevsky early. So this is a different Tampa Bay team we're seeing right now. And I think overall in the full scheme of this game, I think Tampa Bay can get the job done. So I have the dog plus 100, but I also have the draw plus 325. I think this could, like I said, and going back and forth, being a trippy kind of a game, this one could take a little longer to decide. This could be probably – I could see this game not even just going – overtime i can see it going to a shootout as well so if you have that prop option as well maybe that's something worth sprinkling a little extra on but i do like the dog i like the draw and i like both teams to score in the first period yeah this is one jeffrey obviously yeah for both teams to score cash is your first period over will as well but i'm going r- just right to both teams to score uh, in and this I'm game waiting for i'm waiting for right one and a half yeah yeah and and that and that's that's a good look sometimes too and i know people probably just say oh that's automatically correlated not necessarily yeah. You're looking for both teams to score. Like I said, you're looking at you're expecting a different kind of a pace that yeah. okay, if we're seeing the penalties and this power play opportunities, then we can get multiple goals. And like I said, by you having position on both teams to score in the first, if you're seeing what you like, then that's why the beauty the beauty of live betting is you can jump in and grab that first period over at time. So yeah. Here's what I think this game is. I think after the first period, this game is either one nothing for somebody or it's one one. Uh, that's the way I see. I think it's more likely to be one-one than two-nothing for somebody after the first period in this game. So that's why I'm more willing to take a shot with uh, the first period, both teams to score. Because if we get two goals in the first period, like I said, I just think there's a better chance of it being one-one than two-nothing uh, in this particular game after the first period. I really expect it to be a very competitive game. Florida is on a roll. They're always going to want to beat Tampa and they're always going to want to beat Tampa because it's a rival and they still remember Tampa knocking them out, you know, a couple of years ago. And then if you're Tampa, you've now lost three regular season games in a row to Florida. 
you're going to want to beat this team as well now. So yeah. uh, that's why I say I like that setup for 1-1 after the first. Give me that 1-1 score after the first period. I might even sprinkle on that first period correct score. Yeah, why not? Here yeah, with the uh, Panthers uh, and the uh, Lightning uh, in this one, no question. Um, all right, next up, we've got Buffalo and Minnesota. We've got the uh, Wild here at home at XL Energy Center. This is one of those 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, 4 p.m. Central uh, start times here uh, in Minnesota. We've got the Wild minus 145 uh, home favorites, six the total in this game. It is Buffalo off a loss, and if you're ever going to bet the Sabres, that's the time you do it. You know, when they're off a bad game and they're off a defeat like they are against the uh, Florida Panthers, a uh, 4 nothing loss uh, in that game uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres, or for the Buffalo Sabres, yeah, against the uh, Florida Panthers. But Minnesota's playing some good hockey, all right? They are, and I'm, I'm going to give them credit, and I'm not really rushing to fade the wild right now. Uh, they get another win the other night against Arizona. Uh, their play since the All-Star break, uh, undefeated still. Uh, since the All-Star break, and all the quotes coming out of the dressing room from the players for this Minnesota team are, we're making a push. We're trying to make a push. We haven't given up yet. We think we can be a playoff team. Now, it's not going to be easy. They still have a shit ton of work to do, but they're off to a good start trying to make that playoff push with four straight wins following the All-Star break. That's just not something I'm looking to go against. Uh, it looks like for this game, we're going to have Uko Pekalukkanen, Confirmed in net for Buffalo. Philip Gustafson uh, will get the uh, nod for Minnesota. Still power Quinn and Samuelson out for the Sabres. Uh, Marcus Foligno remaining on IR for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Jared Spurgeon, of course, still out long term uh, as well. I did sprinkle on the draw, though, uh, here in this game with the Sabres and the Wild. And the reason for that is the draw history that we have seen with these two teams. And it's heavy draw history. Four of the last seven Head-to-head -head meetings between the Sabres and the Wild have gone to overtime or a shootout. So uh, that's my approach here is just the draw. I could see a definitely, to me, the most likely result is Minnesota in overtime or a shootout because I think Buffalo will step their game up after getting blanked by Florida. That's what they do. They do play hard after losing Buffalo. They just don't always play well play and win. But I do think the effort's there. Minnesota, though, you know, they're playing well. I think we get a potential for OT or a shootout here, and you can't avoid that series history. Four of the last seven have gone past regulation between Buffalo and Minnesota. So just the draw for me, and you can get plus 380 at FanDuel with that. Really good price. Uh, Alex Sabres Wild. Yeah, this is one of my favorite draw players of the day, and you mentioned it because of this history. Two of the last three, four of the last seven uh, to go past regulation. And, you know, Buffalo, I mean, their chances of getting to the playoffs seem to be slim and none, but they still do have it. They're still being competitive. And like you said, coming off a loss, heading on the road. I think they came in last night, so they should be, you know, ready to go in this spot. It's kind of an odd start time, 4 p.m., but the Wild, they play these home kind of mid-evening, early evening games at times, so shouldn't be too rattled by them, and they're in good form. Uh, so I could see this one being uh, a fun back-and-forth game. I would definitely be watching the majority of this. And uh, like I said, definitely see it going past OT. So plus 380, that's a wonderful price game in the draw here as well. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, Alex Tuck, sure. Uh, props involving him, I could see it. Uh, JJ Paterka, Turka, Turka. You, we, I keep talking about him for a reason. He keeps on scoring. So that's the one I would be interested in. Minnesota, take your pick. Matt Boldy's uh, just uh, on a surge again, scoring. And Brock Faber assist. Finally, it didn't cash, believe it or not, the other night. Uh, so um, that's definitely, uh, I would still, I wouldn't abandon ship on Brock Faber assist, especially when you can still get a plus price on that. Uh, it's still been a pretty good prop to uh, bet 
uh, here in recent uh, weeks and recent games. Uh, and again, we got uh, Lukanen and uh, Gustafson confirmed uh, in net. Uh, probably be looking in those two directions. Uh, also, when you look, yeah, Greenway. You know, Greenway had, did score recently for Buffalo Cuban. Uh, no question. Uh, and he's gotten a little bit more of a bump in the lineup. He's playing power play, too. They want that big body presence in front of the net. You know, and he did have the two-goal game against L.A. in that 7 nothing victory. Uh, this is a team he used to play with. It's the former team angle, Minnesota Wild, going back to Minnesota. So I don't mind that at all. Cuban, Jordan Greenway, 100%. I think it's worth a look here uh, when, you, uh, when you consider that angle, their former team. So uh, keep that in mind uh, with uh, Greenway going back to uh, Minnesota here uh, in this one. All right, we've got the uh, Nashville Predators and the St. Louis Blues. I believe this is the last of the big slate of afternoon games. Yes, this is the final afternoon affair. Uh, we've got uh, even money here, minus 110 both sides, Predators and Blues, uh, the total six across the board. Uh, I don't know if anyone uh, looked at series history, any of our viewers and listeners, I should say, when they did their research for this game, but it's been a crazy over series history, and it's been weird. You would not always assume that Predators versus Blues would be over, 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 but that's what we have seen with these two teams for the most part. And I think there's a potential we see that again here. I, I've definitely had to downgrade Nashville defensively because when you give up four goals a couple of times, sometimes it's just oh, a couple of bad bounces. You know, we just didn't play well. We know we're capable of better. Um, and then we can, um, you know, and then all of a sudden we get back to our defensive uh, improvement and getting back to playing better at that end of the ice. But when it's this kind of a run for Nashville defensively, where during this one and five slide, they have given up at least four goals in every game. They've given up four straight goals and uh, four goals or more in six straight games coming into today. So when you look at this situation here for the um, Nashville Predators, we can't think of them as a defensive-minded team anymore. Well, first of all, since Brunette got there as the head coach, he's instilled pace and letting the players show their offensive creativity. That's been a big part of it, no question. Um, and I think also when you look at this uh, Nashville team, their defensive play has just dropped off. And even more than that, UC Soros has played some of the worst hockey he's played in a long time over the last few starts that he's had. And I think when you look at his play and Jimmy Murphy, again, I'll go back to Jimmy when he was on yesterday, when we, he talked about this game, he said, I think the trade rumors that are suddenly firing up about UC Soros, a guy that's played his whole career in Nashville I think mentally it's got him off kilter a little bit. Like, you know, this is life-changing shit if you get traded. He's he's only known one city in North America where he's played in the NHL, and that's Nashville. And now all of a sudden his name's out there and trade rumors. Maybe it's getting in his head mentally, and it's affecting his performance on the ice. You know how trade potential can affect players. Sure. Yeah. Families have to get uprooted. You got to, you know, find new living accommodations all of a sudden. So yeah, I think when you look at them, Big Civ Dave, by the way, might be out to play today in this game for the uh, L.A. Kings. It's now 2 nothing for Boston here uh, in this game on like four shots. So uh, that's a goal he's got to stop there, uh, too. That's just, you know, nobody in front of you. So that that's the problem with betting the Kings. And I'm, I'm telling you, especially with that guy in net, that guy could yeah. put up a Rembrandt against Edmonton and shut out one of the hottest teams in the league offensively and give up two goals in the first nine minutes today. Have fun betting that. Erratic behavior, yeah, exactly. Anyway, getting back to this one, yeah, Nashville just not the same defensive team. St. Louis, they erupted against Edmonton the other night. Very impressive win for them, bouncing back after they lost to that shorthanded, depleted 
Toronto Maple Leafs team earlier in the week. Uh, let's see who's in net. Soros and Bennington is the projection, but neither one's been confirmed. Another thing, too, for the Blues is they are a bit banged up on the blue line with still Scott Perunovich and uh, Justin Falk out. So the bottom line is St. Louis, I think, can take advantage and do damage against a struggling Nashville D. But after Nashville gets absolutely uh, crushed by Dallas 9-2 to the other night, I think they come out with a burst in their step. Roman Yossi kind of called them out. And he's a very quiet leader on that team. He doesn't say a whole lot. And he's not usually one to, you know, crack the whip on his teammates. But even he said that after the Dallas game the other night, says we got to really up the urgency and realize where we're at. We've got to get things rolling here uh, right now. So uh, Nashville, St. Louis, I'm looking at first period over. Uh, a little first period, both teams to score and over six as well uh, in this matchup here. Um, Alex, is you Okay. Yeah, yeah, my screen like completely went black in the middle of you talking. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm hoping I was able to get back on. Yeah, um, so like, yeah, I like the first period over uh, one and a half minus a dollar thirty, and I like full game over six. I'm gonna grab probably half units on each of those pregame, and then look for a little more in game. Uh, I also like the draw here. This is definitely a draw season spot. Two teams in the same division battling for the same spot. Uh, it, it's going to be tight and it's going to be tedious. And this is one of those games where if it's tied with about five, six minutes left, both teams know, hey, we need the points. Let's let's skate out the rest of this period. We'll take an OT, take our chances in three-on-three three or in the shootout. But but points are at a premium in this contest, so I could definitely see this one being close enough to where the draw comes into play at plus 325. Shop around. I think there's some better prices for that. But I have the draw in pocket along with first period over, full game overs. Short looks pregame with uh, a little more added on in game. All right, there we go. Uh, good stuff. As far as props, yeah, Thomas Novak, Kristen's a really good call. He's the one that's actually doing something offensively right now for Nashville. He's been good. Uh, I would uh, definitely agree with that. I think probably props for him are uh, worth a look because Forsberg and O'Reilly have finally cooled off a little bit here. And Gus Nyquist has definitely cooled off. I remember we were on the Gus bus for a long time there, but I think he hasn't scored a goal since January 18th, almost a full month ago, and only like three points during that span. So, uh, definitely. And then for St. Louis, you could go Robert Thomas. You can go Jordan Cairo, who's red hot right now. And of course, you can go with, won't you be my neighbor? Jake Neighbors, of course, as well. Uh, it's basically that same group that I've been targeting with St. Louis for props repeatedly here the last several games. All right. Before we continue along here and get to the rest of the uh, Saturday uh, card, shout out to everyone in the uh, chat. Hit the like button. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Uh, you know, we're at the midway point of this uh, long card. So uh, we're going to do the Boston Hemp Inc. ad right now instead uh, here in the midway part of the uh, show. And then we'll continue with the uh, night slate of games. And we still have plenty ahead. Uh, hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. And again, we thank Boston Hemp Inc. Great sponsors and partners here of the Ice Guys show. Uh, now new sponsors every single day and the BetCast as well. Uh, let's hear from them and uh, their great products. Here we go, Boston.
right, Boston Hemp Inc., make sure you check them out and all their quality products and make sure you get 20% off all your orders as well using promo code ICEGUYS over at bostonhempinc.com. My goal was disallowed. Right, and... That goal was disallowed, by the way. Yeah, so still one nothing Bruins. Uh, David Riddick failed so out there because he should have had that one. But uh, I'm going with the old puck, one. don't lie. I'm looking for a first period over now. And they might leave yeah. a look for Boston score again. Uh, Boston goal. score next goal. There you go. Exactly. A lot of that that often happens. Oh, you get one called back. You score again two minutes later. It's, it's fucking uncanny how many times I've yeah. seen that actually. Yeah. It's happened quite a bit. Uh, there's no question. So that might be a decent way to approach it there. All right. So we have, let me just take a look at the uh, schedule. The rest of the games are night games here on this Saturday slate. Six to go. They're all at night. And we begin with Washington and Montreal. We've got the uh, Washington Capitals uh, minus 120 uh, road favorites in La Belle Provence. Uh, and the total six here across the board in this one. Give me Montreal here. I know they just beat Washington right out of the all-star break. So it's a little revenge spot here for the Capitals. But I have no issues fading the Capitals as road chalk. Are you kidding me? This is not a team I want right now. This is a team that has fallen on hard times as I expected I, they would at some point. Uh, this is now a team that's just a lousy one and eight uh, in their last nine games. The only victory was against Boston, which you would think, wow, that what at least they had one really good win. It was not a really good win. Boston didn't show up to play hockey that day and said, you know what, Washington, we don't want this game. You guys take it. Um, so that's the only win they've had the last nine. Goaltending has really fallen off for Washington. Kemper's been inconsistent. He'll be in net tonight for them. The one concern as Jake Allen is in net for Montreal. He's had his struggles lately too. So yes, I am on Montreal plus 100, but I'm also on over. And I got over five and a half minus 125 in this game. I, I couldn't believe the price. I think it was an off-market number because most books have six for the total here. And then there was this 888 sport bet out of Ontario here had over five and a half minus 125 on Washington, Montreal. And that is, I'm jumping on that because the one thing about Montreal is they're scoring. They're also conceding a lot. The Montreal defense has been a little shaky. We know Washington's been giving up goals in bunches the last little while as well. So this is over five and a half. I, I recommend and endorse over six uh, as well. I, I didn't go with first period over, but because I got a five and a half. Usually if I see five and a half, I will not bet first period as well. I'll just stick with over five and a half. So over five and a half and uh, Montreal plus 100. Yeah, you guys are already on to it, too, as far as uh, props for this game. Slavkovsky train has to keep on rolling down the tracks for me. This has been game in, game out, cashing with Uri Slavkovsky uh, to score a goal uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. And uh, he continues to just get the job done uh, for this uh, team playing with Suzuki and Caulfield. Most confidence he's had. Have they adjusted the price? They finally have. Okay, this is the first time all the while that Uri Slavkovsky has been below the bargain bin threshold price plus 270, but it's still a great price, you know, considering what he's been doing lately for the uh, Canadians. So uh, there you have it. Uh, definitely a Slavkovsky train once again for me in this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Capitals, Canadians. Yeah, this is this game not really sticking out much. I'm taking a shot with a draw like I usually do when these two teams play, but that that's pretty much about it. It's a, a big card. That's one of the things I like this evening. I uh, don't really care for a side or total in this spot. Yeah, absolutely. Getting feisty with the Kings and Bruins as they just tied it up 1-1, uh, yeah, Kings and uh, Bruins just now. So, uh, yeah, rough and tumble here. This is a Boston. That's what you get with two teams that are, oh, we got a fight here, Frederick and England. So there you go. Uh, good start there in that game uh, with a little fisticuffs, a little nastiness. like to see it. That Andreas England, man, he's an underrated 
tough. Uh, he's he's dropped the gloves a bunch of times. This yeah. kid for LA, and he's he's pretty good. So, uh, like to see it. There we go. A little uh, anger here uh, early in this uh, Kings and uh, Bruin. Trent Frederick won't back down from anybody. Yeah, uh, so great to see it. And it's a hell of a fight they got going here. Fantastic. He need more of this in this sport. Love it. Fantastic. Look at the players on the bench. Look at the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Look at the crowd. No one's on there sitting down on their keister right now during a fight like that. Yeah, that's the thing. Get, get everybody riled up. That changes the whole dynamic of the game. And and now this pace looks pretty good. Maybe maybe you want to look for some over in this. Yeah, I didn't think we'd be uh, getting uh, a 1-1 first period here. But uh, like I say, sometimes when you get two teams with some urgency, you get it. So a great hit by Damon on the both teams to score plus 200. And you get a price like that on it because it's a five and a half total. You know, that's how you're able to get, you know, that kind of a price with it. So uh, well done there. All right. Next up, we've got, um, yeah, I think we said all we needed to say about that game. I think, yeah, Allen and uh, Kemper look like, uh, like I said, they're going to be the goalies. They're both confirmed for tonight. All right. Anaheim Ducks, Toronto Maple Leafs next up as Anaheim continues their Eastern Canadian road trip. Uh, we've got uh, Toronto minus 270 uh, home favorites in this game. Uh, the total here sitting at, uh, it looks like, uh, six and a half shaded to the over pretty much across the board here uh, in this matchup. Uh, by the way, Toronto, they they seem not to be able to put out the same lineup two games in a row. And it looks like it's going to be more of the same tonight where John Tavares is out again for this uh, Toronto Maple Leafs team. And it looks like it's an injury, not mono this time. So just being careful, uh, making sure he sits. And I guess they figure it's the Anaheim Ducks. We'll, we'll sit him here uh, in this game tonight. Martin Jones, by the way, getting the uh, start tonight for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, he was unavailable the previous few games, been under the weather, but he is uh, back and ready to go. Uh, it was Martin Jones and net here for this uh, Leafs team tonight. Uh, Martin Jones, though, that has not been nearly as effective as he was when he first got those starts for Toronto, where he really was playing quite well. But all of a sudden, you look at Martin Jones, the last five starts in net, four goals allowed to the Islanders, four goals allowed to Colorado. Those were losses. Three goals allowed to Edmonton. That was a loss. Uh, he did beat Calgary, but still gave up three. And then the six-goal uh, output that he gave up to Vancouver uh, in a loss. So has been trending a little bit backward, which, you know, as all things Martin Jones usually do, what goes up must come back down at some point. Uh, and starting to see that right now with the uh, Leafs here, or with uh, Martin Jones and net. I sprinkled on the draw here. This, to me, is a draw price that is just too rich to ignore. It's plus 410 at FanDuel. And I know it's Saturday night. It's not a weeknight game. If this was Anaheim on a weeknight game, you really could get a sterile, yeah. sleepy Leaf team. Maybe on Saturday night. The building usually is a little bit more lively on Saturday night for a Leaf home game. But still, they seem to always do this, not make it easy on themselves when they play these lower-rung Western Conference teams at home. Um, although they have played well in Toronto, they've actually beaten Anaheim five straight times in Toronto. And that's the reason why I'm not on the Ducks here. I don't trust the Ducks. The Ducks have to show me they can play two in a row pretty well. I mean, I credit to them for the nice win against Ottawa, 5-1. But got to show me they can do it two in a row. They have not strung two wins together in a row in a very, very long time, this Ducks team. So that's the concern I have with uh, looking to back them. Uh, right now actually they did it once against minnesota and san jose late january but outside of that you have not seen two wins in a row in a very long time from this team so for me just the draw here plus 410 you can't argue with it look they went to ot earlier this year when they played in anaheim january the third two one leafs in overtime three of the last four meetings have gone to overtime or a shootout 
Lukas Dostal is in net for Anaheim, and this is someone that absolutely stood on his head when he played Toronto uh, in that game in January uh, last month. So uh, maybe he's going to play well again here. I lean over, too. I might have a small little bit on the over as well, just because Jones is starting to regress. Um, and look, Anaheim I still view as a team that is capable to score, but capable to give up as well uh, goals. So uh, lean over the total as well. I don't love it, but I'll have a small bet on that. So draw uh, and a small overlook for me in this game. Alex, Ducks, Leafs. Yeah, I grabbed a little bit of draw too out of principle with this high of a price. And like I said, this would have been a much better spot if this was a weekday game, but it still could be where there's some back and forth and, and not much going on. Uh, if, if you know Toronto gets out to a lead early, then Anaheim's going to be in trouble. But if Anaheim can press the action, get a goal first, and force Toronto to kind of come back, we could see this one kind of maybe uh, be a little stagnant. So I'm staying away from a total here because I could, if you know, we get to say 2-1 Anaheim, Leafs tie this thing up, and then they could just start, you know, getting into cardio mode, skating this thing out, and all of a sudden we find an OT. So at plus four, I got plus 405 at uh, Bet Online. Like I said, plus 410 is the better price at FanDuel. Definitely worth grabbing at least a little in pocket. That's the only thing I like in this contest. All right, good stuff. There are a few props that I'm uh, looking at here uh, in this game as well with the uh, Ducks and the uh, Bruins. Um, Adam Enrique back in Toronto. I think he's a Toronto kid. It wouldn't surprise me to see him have a nice night here and get involved. So Adam Henrique for the uh, Ducks. Ryan Strom, you know, has been better lately. Uh, Vitrano, McTavish all stand out from a Ducks standpoint. Toronto with the absence of Tavares. Domi's taking that spot with Nylander and Bertuzzi. I can see Max Domi being some, uh, having some value tonight. You know, now mm-hmm. filling that second line spot with uh, Nylander and Bertuzzi. Matthew Nyes um, the other night um, made a bad turnover, and uh, Sheldon Keith let him know about it uh, on the bench. Um, I think he could actually find yeah, – I think he'll make up for it. He's going to want to play a heck of a game to make up for that blunder the other night. So plus 340 for him still on the top line with Matthews. Uh, and um, Marner. So you're still getting really good prices right there with uh, Matthew Nyes. I could see him looking to make amends. That was He hasn't made many defensive mistakes, but that was one against Philadelphia, which I know Sheldon Keefe wasn't very happy about. So I could see him stepping his game up, trying to make amends for that. All right, next up, it is the first of two stadium series outdoor games taking place in the same venue, MetLife Stadium uh, in New Jersey, uh, it is the Philadelphia Flyers taking on the uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, the Devils are minus 140 home favorites. Uh, it, well, yeah, I, you can say home favorites, obviously. Uh, the total in this one, uh, currently uh, six shaded to the over. Worth noting with this total, it did not open at six. This total opened six and a half. So we've seen under money. I can't disagree. It, it does kind of feel like we'll see lower scoring hockey. Samuel Erson will be in net for the Philadelphia Flyers once again. And it probably will be Nico Dawes for the New Jersey Devils. Not confirmed yet, but projected that Nico Dawes will be uh, in between the pipes for the Devils. He's been better uh, than Vanacek lately. There's no question. So I don't argue with that decision. If that is indeed uh, what um, uh, Lindy Ruff ends up going with as his goaltender for this game. Looks like as far as condition, apparently the the ice is in solid shape uh, for this game. Uh, it, when you look at uh, wind conditions here for this uh, game, there is, a, I think, a small uh, a, a chance of uh, it looks like it's going to be co- a little colder there uh, because they're projecting around 32, 31 Fahrenheit uh, at game time. little snowfall during the day, uh, but it's supposed to get out of the area by late afternoon. Uh, and again, it's going to it is going to be a little bit windy, though, they do say so. 
Um, so keep an eye on that. A, a colder night, some mild gusts, not heavy. Yeah, but there's going to be some mild wind gusts tonight uh, at the uh, in New Jersey for this game. But uh, like I say, the ice should be fine. Like if you're worried about players being able to make plays on that ice surface because the ice is in rough shape, it shouldn't be. The temperatures are going to be really good, you know, for this uh, uh, ice surface that's going to be uh, in there at MetLife Stadium here for this uh, outdoor game tonight on ABC. Of course, I forgot to mention. Of course, this is ABC as well. Their third game of their triple header in prime time uh, here tonight. For me, I would lean under. This is your Ian Cameron. I think this is a good under game, but you know, when I say a game goes under, eight times out of ten, it goes over. But that hasn't happened as much lately. I think the last two games I've said I like an under, it stayed under. So uh, maybe have some more confidence when I like an under now. Uh, but I think this is probably lower scoring. Look, the Flyers want this to be a low event game. New Jersey's actually kind of trending toward being tighter defensively, believe it or not. Look at the last few games they've played. Uh, no question about that. I also think Jack Hughes, look, Bad penalty. Everyone saw the uh, uh, what he was chirping at Arvidsson for the Kings in the last game. You know, people come here to uh, uh, people paid to see me. Uh, he said uh, in chirp style uh, in the penalty box to uh, Arvidsson. So uh, I think Jack Hughes over one and a half points. I do like that. Uh, you know, maybe a goal prop, but especially a shot with over one and a half points tonight on Mister Hughes. Uh, I could see him wanting to be better. It was not one of his better games. It was not one of his finer moments. Kind of a Rough look, him being petulant like that, snapping a stick in half uh, in that game against L.A. the other night. So uh, I could definitely see uh, Jack Hughes trying to have a better step-up game here tonight for the Devils. So for me, I lean under, and maybe a sp- this is another draw potential sprinkle for me as well. Uh, that's about it here. But a g- game to watch, good game to watch, but from a betting standpoint, not one of my favorites uh, on the slate today. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Stadium series, MetLife, Flyers, Devils. Yeah, this would be an interesting game. I would be all over the draw if this was being played indoors. We don't get a lot of OT games with uh, the outdoor game. So that's that's the reason I'm off the draw here. Under makes sense live. I like the first period over. Like I said, these are two division rivals. They need to get things off and rolling. I think we can see some goals here. Like I said, ISIS should be perfect. The 32 degrees, I think the highest we might even see wind gusts would be around 10 miles an hour. Uh, not much cloud cover, so there shouldn't be any kind of issue as far as the players seeing and feeling the puck on the ice. Uh, and I think that's just going to lead now for just a good atmosphere, uh, obviously with a bigger crowd and, and a split fan base. So I expect goals early. I like the first period over. I laid $1.25 with that. But I could see this kind of coming down to a halt after intermission, so I might be looking to jump in on a, a live under if we can grab and, and cash that first period with the over one and a half. All right, good stuff there uh, for uh, Alex with the uh, Flyers and the Devils. Uh, yeah, as far as props, like I said, I'm interested in some uh, Jack Hughes um, props tonight just because I think he'll be want to be a whole lot better uh, than he was against the uh, Kings. Um, really, uh, this game, from a scoring standpoint, I don't know if there's going to be a boatload of it, so it's not one of those games you really want to load up on player props. Uh, but if I were to pick someone on the Philly side, you know, uh, Paling maybe, maybe Morgan Frost. Uh, certainly can't go wrong with anyone on the top line, Tippett and Couturier and Konechny. Uh So definitely you could look in those directions. Outdoor games, outdoor games have been kind of weird. Outdoor games have been kind of weird over the years. This is maybe a spot you could take a shot with a third or fourth line guy to get a goal. I know we've seen some guys, think about uh, – Darren Helm with Detroit, I think like the only or he's playing against Detroit with Colorado. It's the only goal that he got in the, was in an outdoor game. 
uh, trying to remember the Hawks. There was somebody too. There's been some some unsung heroes in some of these outdoor games. So definitely don't don't mind looking at the bargain bin range with either Flyers or Devils tonight because there's usually somebody that that you wouldn't expect to step up and get a goal uh, when they're outside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's it's definitely one of those. You're right. An outdoor game. I find that take your shot with your fourth liner or down yeah. the lineup, down the depth chart player, because sometimes you're going to end up. Um, you know, you're going to end up uh, getting um, value on them, and they're going to step up unexpectedly. You're right. I find that does happen yeah, more. You're going to get your fourth line scoring more often in the, in the yeah, outdoors. A, a, yeah. a, a, third, a third line defenseman just firing a puck on net and getting a redirect and going in. Yeah, it, it's definitely something. And, and so it's something to keep in mind for tomorrow with the Owls and Rangers. Same kind of deal. I'll probably be looking at maybe a defenseman or a bottom line forward to uh, get a goal in that contest. You're seeing why I don't bet many unders, too, because – I, I I don't I don't ever like losing a bet. I feel ten times worse when I lose a bet on an under, yeah. which is I find that's I like what that. am I doing here? Life's too I short to bet an under, and I don't even win the fucking thing, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm like, geez, that's uh, it's it's so that's why you know usually uh, you know no unders for me. I'll lean unders, and certainly uh, when I think a game's under, it'll keep me off and over. But yeah, very rarely do I pull the trigger on an under. Very rarely. Uh, this would be a game that, you know, what from a Winnipeg standpoint, you talk about di- very difficult to bet overs, very difficult right now with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they take on the Vancouver Canucks. This is one of the highlight matchups of the night, uh, the night slate. That is for sure. Vancouver minus 120 home favorites, five and a half the total here in this game. I mean, Winnipeg's, what are they? Oh, they're eight, oh, and two to the under in their last 10 games. They have not cast one over. In their last 10 games, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, they are playing Rick Bonus hockey to the tits right now. There is no question about that. Um, he wants them to play good, solid, strong uh, defensive hockey, team defense uh, here uh, in this uh, during this uh, stretch drive, the second half, and they are basically playing that way. They're playing pretty solid defensively. But what's concerning about the Jets is their offensive game has really, really slowed down. I mean, during this stretch where they had lost five in a row, now, they have won two in a row since then, but in those two games, they only score three goals combined in those two games. And prior to that, in the five-game losing streak, they failed to score more than two goals. In fact, they failed to score more than two goals in seven straight games, the Winnipeg Jets. So they have really kind of cooled off a little bit offensively. Monaghan's really yet to find his hit his stride here with the Jets. Uh, and it's funny, you know, you talk about that the fact that they're full, fully healthy now. Kyle Connors come back, uh, but his offense has kind of been stunted. Uh, he's only got one goal since January 20th. There's a lot of binary code right now, uh, Alex, with Winnipeg Jets player statistics, especially in the goal categories. Mark Shifley's got a lot of 00101 as well of late. And even my guy here, since he's been back from injury, Gabe Velarde, a lot of zeros on his ledger lately, someone that was really uh, red hot uh, earlier uh, in the season. So, um, you know, they're struggling a little bit at the offensive end of the ice right now this uh Winnipeg team there's no question uh Vancouver uh, a very arduous tough road trip five tough road games a lot of games in a short period of time uh and they ended up going three and two on that road trip Carolina Washington Chicago were the victories they had the bad game against Boston they had the overtime loss at Detroit where they had a 3-1 lead in the third not hold it but they avenged that loss with a 4-1 win against Detroit the other night back home off that road trip um, so when I think I think when you look at this here, as far as this game goes, I ain't fading the Canucks right now. Uh, it's just a question of do I back them here? I think I probably will jump on them for a smaller look, minus 120. 
for Winnipeg, look, they've won two in a row. Clearly, they snapped the losing streak, but they beat Pittsburgh in a revenge spot. Clearly, you know, that was an, uh, a spot to raise your game against a team that just beat you and Pittsburgh's average. Uh, and then you beat San Jose and barely, you know, one nothing. Recently, when the Jets have played a better team, hasn't gone well. They lose to the Flyers twice. They lose to Boston. They lose back-to-back to Toronto. So when they've stepped up in class recently, Winnipeg, hasn't been some of their better performances, and they have not gotten results in some of these games against better competition. So, yeah, Vancouver minus 120 or nothing for years truly. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Jets, Canucks? Yeah, it's interesting. You look at this, uh, take a little deeper look into this, like I said, 8-0-2 under run for Winnipeg. Something that's actually been cashing well the first period over. Five of the last nine games, we've seen the first period over uh, cash in. So, like I said, not all predicated on the Jets' offense, of course. That's on the, the opposite team. And, like I said, Vancouver is a hot team right now. I like their form. So, I'm taking a shot. Smaller shots with first period over one and a half, minus $1.10. And also, Vancouver first period puck line, laying the half a goal, you can get plus 180 at Caesars. Uh, I think Vancouver can maybe get two goals here and help us cash both of those, or we can see a 2-1 uh, period, and then things will slow down. Even if you've been betting the unders pregame with, with Winnipeg during that streak, you've had chances where you could have gotten uh, probably eight and a half to seven and a half at plus prices to bet in-game because it seems like all the offense just goes out the window in Jets games during the second period. That's where we've been seeing a, a lot of the scoreless hockey. So looking for action early and then looking for things to temper down late, kind of the same thing with the outdoor game. We're going first period over. Uh, Vancouver first period puck line, and then maybe hoping for a bit of a live under into the second period. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I don't know. I think Winnipeg is, they're not going to have the complete collapse of last year, um, but they've got to start putting good results on the board against good teams. Like the, you got to find ways down this. They're going to be playing a lot of Vancouver, a lot of Vegas, a lot of Colorado, you know, a lot of teams like that down the stretch of the regular season and lately their results against the better teams have not has not been all that great so that is something definitely to keep an eye on right now with this uh, winnipeg jets team um they got to up their game against the better teams they haven't been doing that lately they've got another chance you know to prove themselves here tonight against the canucks who i was so impressed that they got that win against detroit simply because it was such a brutal spot the road trip how long it was they found a way to win that night uh, as far as props in this game, uh, like I say, JT Miller's been really good lately, but again, he's priced like it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I would still stick to considerations of the likes of Suter, of the likes of um, um, who else? Uh, there's someone I've talked about repeatedly other than Suter. I'm trying to think now who it, who it is. Um, oh, it's, I think it's uh, it's it's Hoaglander. There we oh, go. Yeah. And Hoaglander's up to the top line with Pedersen and uh, Lindholm tonight. Uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So we're back on the Nils Hoaglander Express. Uh, Hog, as uh, someone would say in our chat with uh, Nils Hoaglander. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, definitely going to go back to the well uh, with his goal prop tonight uh, in this game, especially now getting top-line assignment here with uh, Pedersen and Lindholm. How about that? An all-Swedish line uh, right there. Pedersen, Lindholm, and Hoaglander uh, together. A Swede line, if you will, uh, for Rick Tockett and the uh, – Vancouver Canucks tonight. All right, Carolina Hurricanes, Vegas Golden Knights, uh, even money, uh, minus 110 both sides, six the total here in this game. Look, uh, Carolina, great win last night. A little surprised, though, and this, I think, sets up well for what I like in this game. It was a very surprised Kochekov got last night's game, not tonight's game, you know, against the Vegas Golden Knights. Kochekov got the start against Arizona. It's not been confirmed yet, but you can – 
pretty much bank on the fact we'll see Spencer Martin get a start tonight for the Carolina Hurricanes on the uh, back-to-back here uh, for them uh, after the win last night. For Vegas, look, that wasn't one of their better games. Last time we saw them, Monday night against uh, Minnesota, they lost 5-3 at home. Sloppy wasn't one of Aiden Hill's better games uh, in between the pipes either uh, in that matchup. He's projected to be the starter tonight. They've had all week to stew on that game, practice, uh, heal up the bumps and bruises, and get ready for a very good Carolina team tonight. I just think from a situational spot standpoint here, uh, it really, really does set up nicely here for Vegas. So I'm on Vegas here, minus 110, even money. I am. Um, I think it's a good spot here to go with them. Uh, They've had all week to get ready. I think they've played, well, more often than not in Vegas when hosting Carolina. Back-to-back situation here for the Hurricanes. And who knows what we're going to get from Spencer Martin. He's another one of these uh, Forrest Gump of goaltenders. You never know what you're going to get right now with him. Uh, He can give up two goals. He can give up four, five, six, or even seven. You know, there's a little bit of everything right there uh, on his uh, ledger uh, this season when he's gotten a uh, backup goaltender for Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, or when he's gotten into a net, I should say, this season. So, yeah, Vegas minus 110. I even sprinkled on a minus minus a half at plus 195 with the Vegas Golden Knights in the first period puck line uh, here in this game. Really come out strong early here in this game and maybe get a lead after the first 20 minutes. And at that price, plus 195, yeah, I figure I'll take a shot with that as well. Uh, What do you think here, Alex? Hurricanes, Golden Knights. Yeah, I'm right there with you. This is a, a cheap price to get Vegas uh, and buying low. And like I said, Spencer Martin's been uh, a bit up and down. I think he will fare well in Carolina. I think this is your tandem to ride with, honestly, uh, Kachekov and Martin. But in saying that, like I said, I think they're just kind of running into a little bit of a buzzsaw here. Vegas, Saturday night at home uh, in a pick and range. You, you got to go with the Golden Knights here, especially off of a, of a bad effort. So I'm right there, VGK, uh, money line. Yeah, Nick, I don't buy into trap lines. I've said that on a million shows on over on Pub Sports Radio. I get basketball shows where I got people telling me, oh, it's a trap line. Oh, I'm worried about how cheap this number is. Nah, I don't worry about that stuff. We, we bet what we think is the right side, the right play, uh, regardless of what uh, price it is, what number it is, uh, any of that. So yeah, that's what you always got to do. You got to believe in your handicap. You got to believe in uh, the process, regardless of what the number is and what the price and, is and, and how keep much credit to the public is on it and all that nonsense. I don't even worry about that. And, and, and if, if anything, Vegas is a public team. So yeah. if anything, the fact that this number is low, I think, I think that the trap might be looking at the other way. Like why yeah. isn't, you know, why is Carolina close to being a, a pickle spot? I, yeah, I don't buy into that either in hockey, even especially now, I would say playoffs would be a little bit more of a different thing because there's just way more people betting on it. So you can kind of look at those splits and stuff now, but I, I couldn't care less who the public's on during the regular season. Yeah, no, the public was all over Kansas City in the Super Bowl. How did that work? Yeah, yeah the, public wins work? the public wins yeah. sometimes. The public's not as stupid as you yeah. think. And here's the thing too, because we're talking about the book still making adjustments, right? You just mentioned about the difference between Betano and BetMGM with a player prop. Okay. Yeah. Those things, you don't have that kind of uh, a spread out in any other sport. You only have that still in hockey because the books haven't caught up and they still aren't as sharp as they can be in this sport. So when you're looking at it from this aspect, the public's knowledge isn't way off from the books or the sharps, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. It's, uh, like I said, um, like I, 
I, I had people t- feeding me that that bull junk against in the Super Bowl, telling me that uh, you know San Francisco, you got to bet them now. The whole world's going to love Kansas City in this game. You got so that's that's your fundamental analysis to take San Francisco. It's not oh the offense matches up well. Oh, it's Brock Purdy's going to outplay Patrick Mahomes. It's oh it's not Kyle Shanahan's going to outcoach Andy Reid. No, the only reason some of these people gave me to bet San Francisco is because the whole world is going to be on Kansas city nonsense. That's just a bunch of garbage. And I'm sick of hearing it from people that that's the sole reason to bet a certain side or a certain total. That's absolutely absurd. Do the handicap, do your work, do your research, put the time into it, come up with your reasoning. Also, there's a reason, there's a reason that sports books will send you out emails telling you what the splits are. No, that's right. So, like I say, well, it's it's one of those deals where, you know, you, you cannot be talked off a side simply because you think the public's pounding that side that you like. It's just that's the way I look at it. And I've been better off as a uh, better because of it, you know. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, I, I see a lot of the chat at Boston in the first period, uh, either money line or puck line. So well done. A lot of early winners for uh, a lot of uh, people in the uh, chat here. As far as props go, look, um, if you're going to bet Carolina props, I mean, bunting is eating up. Now, I like Martin Newt last night simply because of the situation against his old team. I'm not sure he scores again tonight, but uh, certainly the values there. Steph Nason, Marty Natchez, Seth Jarvis scored last night. So there's definitely some options there. And then for Vegas, you know, Chandler Stevenson stepped up lately. William Carlson's back. Nick Waugh, Barbashev. Uh, definitely, I could see, you know, both of those guys having some value. Nick Waugh's been very good uh, lately as well for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So definitely keep an eye on that. So I think there's some value with his props. All right, final game now of this massive Saturday slate. Columbus Blue Jackets and San Jose Sharks. Uh, Columbus minus 145 uh, road favorites uh, here in this game. Six the total. Uh, pretty much across the board uh, with this. Uh, actually, is it six or is it six and a half? It is uh, six and a half. There is actually a couple of sixes. I, I asked myself that because I actually did bet a six here uh, with the uh, Blue Jackets and the uh, Sharks. But, you know, you got Columbus, obviously, a team that's um, obviously fired a Yarmo Kekalainen. And, and by the way, finally, we have a chance to talk about this. I didn't get around to it uh, earlier this week when uh, Yarmo Kekalainen, uh, the GM of the Blue Jackets, got fired. Look, I thought he could have been gone after the Mike Babcock fiasco, uh, quite honestly. Um, but um, look, I mean, it's just, its he's a nice man from all accounts. Everyone says good things about the guy that is Yarmo Kekalainen. He has to be a good guy to give a snake like Mike Babcock a, a third chance. You know, he, he tried to see the good in somebody, give them a second chance. We all make mistakes in life. They deserve another shot. He's a good enough guy to give Mike Babcock that shot, and it blew up in his face, unfortunately. So he is a nice guy, apparently, Yarmo, but he didn't do a good enough job as a GM, period. End of story. And you cannot say that the day he got fired a few days ago that the Columbus Blue Jackets are in a better position as a franchise now than where they were when he took over. It's that simple, and that's why he's gone. You know, he didn't do a good enough job. How's that Johnny Gaudreau uh, contract looking right now? Uh, Lion A. How about that one? I mean, so, you know, you look at it and it's um, there's some bad blunders on his resume and he paid the piper for it. Uh, Yarmo Kekalainen. So a, a franchise that has really been stuck in mud uh, here for the a long period of time. Yeah. Fire GM bump. I don't know if it's going to work that way, Bailey, but uh, 
it wouldn't shock me. That's, do I trust San Jose to win two in a row? No. I can tell you that right now. Um, they did win three in a row in January, but you know I don't trust this team to follow up the 6-3 win against Calgary. That was a horrendous spot for Calgary, and sure enough, they tripped on it. Uh, now they're back home off a three-game road trip. Uh, it's one game shy of the Malinsky special, which is uh, the requirement is at least a four-game road trip to come back home from for that angle to be in play. Uh, but still, it's not a great spot for San Jose coming home off the road. You have Columbus. They haven't played in three days since a 6-3 loss to Ottawa. Uh, they've had two losses in a row since the All-Star break. And when, when they look at this schedule, they're going to see that this is probably one of the few winnable games they have. Um, I thought the price would be a little bit better, but I did sprinkle on Columbus here. I got minus 135. It's gone up a bit. But yeah, I did take a small jackets ticket uh, here. Columbus minus 135. But what I like even more than that here in this game is uh, the trifecta that I'm on in a few other games today. Over first period, both teams to score first period, and a little over six in this game as well. Now with San Jose, this is not always a team that plays high-scoring hockey, and they have gone under in three of their last four games. But now they play a defensive a team that just struggles to keep the puck out of the net. We don't trust any of their goaltenders, Merzlikens, Tarasov, or otherwise, for Columbus. Looks like it's going to be Mackenzie Blackwood in net uh, for San Jose. Uh, it looks like good Branson's day-to-day with an injury. And say what you will about you know their defense as it is, without him now, who's actually one of the guys that will be physical, will try to protect the front of the net. Now you're even worse if good Branson doesn't go tonight for the uh, Blue Jackets. So uh, I do think this is a spot for some goals tonight. So Columbus money line small, and also going to look at some uh, uh, goal-related uh, total bets here. Uh, over one and a half first period, both teams to score first period. Uh, and, of course, the uh, over six here, which you can get. Now, shop around. Some books have six, but some have six and a half. So if you like the over, make sure you shop around for it. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Columbus, San Jose? When this game starts, I'll be watching the end of some other games. And by the time this game gets to the end, I'll be watching some reruns of Boardwalk Empires. It's a complete pass for me. I uh, don't like either one of these teams. So already enough on a big card. It's a pass. All right, there we go. Uh, and for props to me, um, as far as I would go, I would look at the Russians here on this team that have really been good for Columbus of late. I would look at uh, Zadina and uh, Zetterland for San Jose. Those two guys have been pretty good for them offensively. It's catalysts for whatever scoring they get. And then on the Columbus side, Kent Johnson's getting more opportunities, so I think he's due to break through. And certainly I would say Shinikov and Voronkov, uh, those two in particular, uh, are uh, worth a look. And Shinikov is back indeed occupancy uh, for this game tonight. Great stuff. What a card on this Saturday. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Hit the like button. Uh, we appreciate it very much. And a reminder, make sure you sign up. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys. Uh, just $10 uh, per month. Uh, and again, you're going to get access to our daily sides, totals, and player props every day on the Patreon page. Goalie charts, totals charts. Uh, we're going to have more video uh, content, bonus content. We already had some stuff that we recorded during the break. We're going to have a Q&A recording by the end of the month, and we're going to answer some of those great questions that our Patreon members have posted uh, on the page. So looking forward to that. And as you see on the screen, we have another Patreon-exclusive live betcast coming your way this week. The Thursday betcast was a ton of fun. We've got another one coming up this week. So if you want to, don't miss out on this one. If you missed out Thursday, don't miss out on this one coming up this week. Sign up for just $10 per month at patreon.com 
slash ice guys. And again, your subscription means you give us a chance to keep this thing rolling for a very long time to come. Patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 per month with our next Patreon exclusive live betcast coming up this week. And make sure you check out the Ice Guys store. Get your merch now at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Yeah, for today and the next four days, you get free standard shipping. Visit iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Click on the little redeem button at the top of the page, and everything you get can be shipped to you free uh, in the standard timing. So uh, get on that right now. That is at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Yeah, don't miss out on that next Patreon-exclusive betcast because, as uh, Matt says in the chat, you might win 12 straight bets in one game like he did. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that uh that's a hell of a feat i remember that was of course he's referring to dallas nashville the other night during the uh, betcast yeah and uh we had a lot of good live plays that night for sure and um yeah it was a fun betcast it was a very profitable betcast look we've taken our lumps in some of these betcasts too especially of late but man we had the profits roll on thursday night and we will aim to have the profits rolling again this week with another patreon betcast and, and the thing of this, too, obviously, we like I said, we have a blast doing these betcasts with you guys, too. But we also, for those of you who are just now getting your feet wet into, and we have to always remember this every year we go on the show, we know there's new viewers, there's new bettors. So for those of you who aren't as well-versed in the art of live betting, we're also doing these every week to try to sharpen the sword for you guys, get you guys ready for when the playoffs come. Because I know me personally, I look for a lot of live looks during the playoffs, it, it kind of almost in the last couple of years has become 50, 50 on live looks and pregame looks. So having more reps is a good thing. Just like the players on the ice, you know, us as, as betters, we need to have more reps of certain things. So having these bet casts really kind of helps us along with our timing and process. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great environment. It really is. It's great fun. It's laughs. It's entertainment. It's watching the games. It's having a few beers uh, and just, it's a bar and a pub atmosphere virtually. That is what the betcasts are, ladies and gentlemen. It's a bar and a pub atmosphere virtually, and it's great camaraderie. And more often than not, we also hope it's great profits uh, as well. So uh, looking forward to another Ice Guys Patreon-exclusive live betcast coming up this week. But don't forget about the main betcast and a week from Tuesday. This one is open to everybody, free for all. Everybody gets to join in on this one. Uh, Tuesday, February 27th, 7 p.m. Eastern. Dallas, Colorado is the spotlight game that night because that's a very good potential. That's first place battle right there because those two teams are neck and neck in the Central Division. But it, it's not just that. There's a bunch of great games that night. It is a great card. Tuesday, February 27th, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, DM or email me or Alex for a spot on that BetCast, and we will make sure uh, we send you the StreamYard link for the BetCast uh, before it begins on Tuesday, February 27th. All right. Let's get right into it. Bargain bin special of the night uh, for this Saturday slate. Uh, Alex, what do you got? Yeah, let's go with Pia Suter of the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, grabbed him to score. I'm trying to look back at my prices because I have a lot of plays. <laughs> uh, but we got him at, over there at FanDuel, or points bet rather, plus 360 is the best price available for him. Uh, playing on the second line, gets the power play time. This is a, a guy who's, you know, he gives you a dozen goals a year on, on average, but I think he's a, you could find a way to get a goal here tonight against, uh, like I said, a Jets team that their offense has been struggling mightily. And like I said, when you see the goals coming from them, it's early in the contest. So you could possibly look at a first goal spot here with Tudor as well, but I'm just going to keep it a little bit simple. Still within the bargain bin range of plus 360 anytime goal for him and the Canucks tonight. That's my bargain bin special. 
All right, there you go. Pew Suter for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, for Alex B. Smith with his bargain bin special of the night. My bargain bin special of the night, it's something I've already bet. It's something I actually already mentioned earlier on this show about him playing up on the top line in this afternoon affair with two of the best players in the world and the two best players on the team, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. This was plus 500 at Patana where I placed the bet like 30, 40 minutes ago. I bet it. I don't know who else did. Maybe some others did. It's down to plus 410 at Patano right now. It's moved 90 cents since I bet it. It's Scory Perry, man. Uh, we're, we got to do it here today. He finally got his first goal as an oiler. Uh, he's on the top line with McDavid and Dreisaitl from all indications. He wasn't in Dallas long, but this is one of his few former teams uh, where he played 57 games with the Stars back in 2019. Um, plus 425. Is the best price I see out there. Bet 99 plus 410 at Patano, plus 400 ESPN bet, plus 400 bet Rivers, plus 400 points bet, plus 390 DraftKings, plus 360 FanDuel. Uh, so I basically rhymed off the price you can get with Corey Perry at all the different books. But Corey Perry, Edmonton Oilers for my uh, bargain bin special of the night for this. And let's make it three in a row. Could you imagine that? We have three in a row maybe with the bargain bin special of the night. Uh, that would be something. Uh, but we'll nice. go for three straight here with Mr. Perry this afternoon for the uh, Edmonton Oilers against the uh, Dallas Stars. All right, best bets for this Saturday uh, NHL slate. Alex, what do you like for best bet? Let's go to the Battle of Florida. We got the Panthers taking on the Lightning. This is going to be a fantastic game. These two teams do not like each other, and it usually makes for some pretty exciting hockey. I think we're going to be watching on this a little bit longer than 60 minutes. So give me the draw, plus 325 with the Cats and Bolts, Battle of Florida going to OT. That is my best bet for this big Saturday. All right, there we go. Panthers and Lightning draw. Uh for uh, Alex B Smith there uh in that one and you can get upwards of plus 350 still. At FanDuel with the uh, draw. Panthers Lightning, a uh, draw best bet for uh, Alex B. Smith here on this Saturday slate. My best bet for this Saturday card. Oh, there's a lot of choices uh, for me uh, with uh, this uh, slate. Uh, lots to choose from. But I'm going to go with, uh, I think in this one, I got, uh, I, you know what, it's six for most people. I'm not going to, I was going to go Washington, Montreal. I'm not going to go with that uh, when I look at it just because of where the price is now. Uh, let's go with, um, Nashville, St. Louis over six minus 120. I'm not going to argue with series history at all. We've seen goals galore with the Predators and the Blues. They're just not defending right now, the Predators. They've given up at least four goals in seven straight games. Uh, but I do think offensively here, after getting bombed by Dallas, they respond. Uh, I think St. Louis will get their goals at home against a struggling defense. Soros has been off his game lately. Uh, I do think we will see goals there with that battle inside the division. Predators and Blues over six, minus 120. And both of those teams right in the mix for the uh, wild card. So a big game with those two teams. Uh, over six, minus 120. Nashville, St. Louis uh, for my best bet here for this Saturday NHL card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. John, I'm with you. It's St. Louis or pass. I'm off the side, though, because of Nashville getting embarrassed. I don't love going against teams when they've been humiliated like that, but St. Louis better form right now. There's no question. So um, it would be blues or nothing for me in that game. Good luck to you on that one. All right. Reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, 
Download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. And just a reminder about the show tomorrow, which will be our usual times, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on Sunday. We'll be doing the three Sunday games, including the outdoor game with the Rangers and the Islanders. And we'll also be talking about the first four Monday games on the show tomorrow. So that will be all the early Monday games up to and including Vancouver and Minnesota at 2 p.m. Eastern. And then on Monday's show, which will remain at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, we will start with Detroit and Seattle at 3.30 Eastern and go through the rest of the Monday card on Monday's show. And we will have John Massey joining us on Monday as well uh, for the, his first appearance on The Daily Show. And the only reason we ha- he hasn't been on before, because we know he'd do a great job, is because he's always working and unavailable when we do the show during the day usually. So uh, John Massey, uh, our guest on Monday, uh, looking forward to that uh, as well. Matt Robinson will be back in the mix Tuesday. As of right now, we got Carter Hutton Wednesday, Mike Volman on Thursday. I mean, we got a lot of stuff coming up this week uh, on the uh, show. So a great week, packed week of shows coming up, no doubt. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys.